Hey guys, welcome to the Glodcast. Yay! This, Yay. Is, this is the first episode, <laughs> and basically this is just going to be like a, a speedrunner podcast for us speedrunners to discuss all kinds of speed stuff. So, uh, <laughs> I guess since this is the first episode, we should start with introductions. So, uh, I guess we'll just each say our names and like plug our social media and stuff, because I'm totally fine with that. So, uh, yeah. Shameless plug. Shameless plugs up in here. Throw um, out podcast. So my name is Eric, aka Leaf Erickson. Uh, Leaf Erickson on Twitch. That's L E I F E R I C S O N. And my Twitter is Twit Erickson. And yeah. And you're in New York, so there's loud beeping. Yeah. Always. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Right. I can go next. I am Switchmaster. My Twitch is Switchmaster64. Uh, and my Twitter is at saltmaster64 since switchmaster64 was taken. Hmm. <laughs> but yeah, there you go. That's me. And I'm Phantasma. You can call me Tessa. And both my Twitter and Twitch are twitch.tv slash P-H-A-N-T-E-S-S-M-A. <laughs> All right. So um, I guess the best thing to start with is... Each of us should say like what got us interested in speed running and uh, streaming and stuff. Sounds good. All right. So at least at least for me, I would say that uh, it was probably SGDQ 2015 when there was the Luigi's Mansion race with uh, oh yeah with Five Five Fire Dragon, um, and that was just like super entertaining to me. That I, race I, uh, was so good. It, it was so good, and I just that was Bone Saw and Five Five and. No, that was uh, that was Fi Fi Boohead and I think V Man, if I remember yeah, correctly. Uh, and it was just, it was just really fun, you know. I always liked watching like those task videos on YouTube, but that would yep. that got me into like actual like human speed running, and uh, I just started streaming a little bit after that. And uh, I've taken a few breaks here and there for school and stuff, but I've uh, basically been around since then. Yeah, that's about All it right. for me. That's pretty interesting. I um, I first found out about Twitch on YouTube. My main source for like watching speedruns and tasks was on YouTube, and I saw someone uh, put their Twitch bio, put their Twitch account in there, and I was like, okay, I've never heard of this. So I went, I went to Twitch, and I've been you know hooked ever since. I've streamed for about a year and a half now on Twitch. I've been watching for maybe two and a half, um, and I do I do speedruns. Uh, the first, the first game I've pretty much watched speedruns in were Mario sixty four and Luigi's Mansion, and I've broadened out to Mario Sunshine and the Galaxy games. Uh, but yeah, I basically you know found Twitch off YouTube, and nice. I, Twitch is definitely the be- best place to watch speedruns. Oh yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> yeah, I forgot yeah, to I mention I- that uh, I by the way I run Luigi's Mansion and that's like the only game I've ever learned. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's a good one. Well, I gotta say my origins are pretty similar. I also found um, speedrunning via YouTube. I actually found, through my friend, um, AGDQ2013, she was like, yo, check this out. Isn't this your favorite game? And I watched Stivity Bobo's Banjo-Kazooie run, and I was just mind blown that the game could be played that quickly. And it's amazing that the 2013 run blew my mind so much. The game's changed like crazy. I actually run Banjo-Kazooie now. So seeing everything update and change before my eyes has been fascinating. But yeah, um, YouTube AGDQ videos really got me into speedrunning. I ended up finding Twitch by um, 
I think I was watching a YouTube video of a Pokemon speedrun when it said like this user is live and I was like, what is Twitch? Mm -hmm. And yeah. um, I started streaming in summer of 2016 and I never stopped. Nice. <laughs> awesome. So it's, yeah, it's I amazing run... to see the outreach of the GDQs and how many I know, people. It's oh yeah, it's been like so widespread and reaching so many people. But yeah, I run BK and um, Super Mario 64 and a couple other things here and there. Pokemon Snap. Um, probably wondering how you can run an auto scroller, but there are ways. Can be done. And um, one Sega Genesis game called Ristar, which is a adorable little thing. Yep, if you can beat it, you can speed on it. I think that's, <laughs> a, that's yeah, that's that's a pretty good thing to say. So, um, yeah, it's interesting because, like, actually, I knew about Twitch for a really long time. Like, back when, even when it was Twitch, uh, Justin TV. Justin, yeah. Yeah, I had an account on that, and my my friend from high school would, like, live stream, like, just to me. Because, like, nobody else would watch it, right? So she's like, hey, yeah. come watch me on Justin TV. And uh, it was... <laughs> oh, that's adorable. It was like, uh, I think they migrated all the accounts over to this new thing called Twitch. And it was all about gaming. And it was really weird so i didn't really touch it for a while but i knew it existed yeah i i hit the twitch bus really late but i'm glad i did yeah but uh so, eric what's this podcast about <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is basically like it's basically a platform to to talk about all kinds of speedrun news or, or drama records any sort of speedrun related anecdotes or anything like tangentially related to speedrunning. Uh, I don't know how often we'll be able to do episodes of this, but hopefully we'll have different guests in each episode and be able to talk about a bunch of different speed games and just uh, talk about what's going on in the speedrunner speed runner world. Mm -hmm. So what's uh, today uh, about? <laughs> yeah, so um, we had to get those like awkward icebreakers out of the way, but hopefully now we can have like a normal conversation. Um, <laughs> about, no, I'm selling out. um so what i want to talk about today on the first episode was the whole todd rogers billy mitchell old school gamers getting ousted lately mm. uh drama so what do you guys know about todd rogers that he has records in like 1700 games yeah so basically he's like these this 80s gaming prodigy who Holds a bunch of or held a bunch of different records, and people called him like the king of video games. He had like, yeah, thousands of records, and he also held the Guinness World Record for the longest unbeaten video game record. Uh, mm. So that was set in 1982 in an Atari game called Dragster, and it's arguably like the first speedrun because, like, back then. Gamers were trying to get like high scores. It wasn't really about yep. doing stuff quick, mm -hmm. but Dragster is like a racing game. So uh, getting the high score was being fastest you could be. So he claims that he got a 551, um, which has never been beaten since then. But uh, I guess nobody really outright proved that he was lying until recently. Mm -hmm. It's been, you've probably heard it somewhere, you've probably seen hashtags, you've probably seen a YouTube video or two, but um, it has become news that Todd Rogers may be 
a liar in more ways than one, and that Twin Galaxies, um, which used to be a very reputable record site for video games, arcade games, etc., may have something to do with um, these, um, I guess we could say, faked records. Yeah. Basically what happened was uh, Omnigamer did like uh, mathematical analysis of the game's code and made like a spreadsheet of uh, all the possible times you can get in the game doing all kinds of different conditions and stuff like that. And the mm -hmm. fastest possible time you could get is a 557. Um, and Todd claims that he got the 551 by somehow starting in the second gear, which by the way isn't possible because yeah. somebody looked into the game's code. That's not possible. But even if that was possible, the fastest time you can get is a 554. So basically, he's completely lying. Yeah. And there are actually some interesting uh, proof photos that he posted that appear to be photoshopped. If you look at, for instance, um, you're looking at the screen that shows the final um, time in Dragster, it seems to like work under a checkerboard pattern like many old games do due to pixelation and, and the whatnot. So the way it's structured, it looks like you fit it into a checkerboard. The way the score is actually placed in that photo seems um, like it's been photoshopped. It just looks very out of place. There's tons of photos on Google, on YouTube yeah. videos that actually like go into more detail on how this could have been photoshopped. But it's very interesting that you know, he continues to claim that he did, in fact, achieve this score, even though people have, you know, gone into the code of the game and proven that it's not possible. Yeah, yeah he's... Go, go ahead. It's kind of unfortunate how much work we have to put in to kind of repair, you know, what Twin, Twin Galaxies wasn't, like, originally... Like, they weren't the best at checking their records, mm -hmm. so we kind of have to we have to kind of tie the loose ends with which records are actually true because, you know, if, if no one was around to um, verify his time and they still accepted it, it like says something about um, how reputable they really were. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because and twin galaxies. Oh, go ahead, Eric. Because the thing is back then in the eighties, the only verification method they, they used was referee, like somebody watching you mm -hmm. do yeah. it. So, I mean, they, people didn't take videos of their of their playthroughs. It was basically just a trusted referee that would say, yeah, this person got that score. So it's like, what do you believe at this point? Yeah, and it's just like, this has actually been pretty common with a lot of his records now that, um, you know, I actually, I read something earlier today in preparation for this discussion that apparently a lot of his records, like I said, over 1,700 video game records have been recorded by him. Apparently many of them had the same issue where um, the verifier of the records was uncertain or he inputted the records into Twin Galaxies himself. So um, obviously, like, if you're the one who makes the score you shouldn't be the one inputting it into the database you right. should have someone yeah. else do that for you otherwise you know you could put in oh yeah i'm the world record holder for uh super mario 64 as of yesterday just because i can be right yeah and it's interesting with a one minute time <laughs> yes yeah yeah exactly uh, <laughs> i actually saw a funny parody video about that about like a super mario 64 record that's like 
Todd Rogers Super Mario 64 record and it just shows like a bunch of <laughs> hastily edited like jump cuts and like he just like jumps from yeah. the front door of the castle to like the, the final Bowser fight and then yeah, beats him flip into the door a certain way and you're in oh you're in Bowser in the sky oops <laughs> yeah and then the timer like doesn't start for like 30 seconds after the run starts <laughs> it's just like people are totally like taking the piss out of it but uh mm-hmm. it's just interesting what Testa said before about like Todd just not letting it go because he went so far as to go on the Ben Heck show and Ben Heck is this uh this engineer basically who has a YouTube channel that he does a bunch of engineering like products and uh not products projects and he like did this project where he built a rig that would basically allow him to manipulate a live run of Dragster and he had mm-hmm. Todd basically craft his run like live with him and try to reproduce the 551 and even with Todd sitting right there they couldn't get any faster than the 557 Mm-hmm. So the fact, like Todd was confident enough to come on the Ben Heck show and like sit there while his his own record is being disproven. Yeah, and it's crazy too because um, at one point earlier in this earlier, like when it was first found that the the time was impossible, he actually, um, you know, went back and made another fake record that he got the the point fifty four. <laughs> yeah yeah and i heard like, about oh, that oh yeah um well i got this now so this is accurate right but it was just another photo no one actually saw him do it right and yeah, there have been multiple videos of him um doing attempts at dragster runs and all of them he's like oh you know it's different when someone's pointing a camera at you you know <laughs> when you're put on the spot you get nervous ha 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 it, it's just like at the point where you've been disproven by, you know, actual game coding, actual experts, um, even so far as Taz's are unable to do it, you know, at that point, how long are you going to keep lying to yourself? Like, yeah. what what does he have to gain anymore? Well, it takes a certain person to do that in the first place. So mm-hmm. I'm not all that surprised that he's kept up with this mantra like, yeah but a lot of people like we'll get into this later but a lot of people who like splice their speed games or like pre-record runs and um or pre-record um emulated runs and place them you know on their stream as if they're playing them currently people who cheat are often like quick to accept it when they're caught yeah or just like disappear entirely mm-hmm. yeah there's a few That's different true. like common cheaters there's like the ones that uh, admit it as soon as they're called out or like the ones that just don't let it go or the ones that are just so ashamed that they just disappear yeah yeah but like to be someone who was like you know so well known for years like todd rogers is it is it like a you know because some of his fans still believe him he's holding on to it for them or is he holding on to it because he's living in his own reality like i i'm just it's very perplexing uh, to me because I feel like at the point where you've been proven wrong publicly so many times, why why hold on? I think it's more what like more his image, you know, like this is his life. He's he has a reputation of like being the king of video games and just like this has completely turned his reputation mm-hmm. upside down. So I guess but to it's be just... taken he's been taken out of the Guinness Book of World Records, like Yeah. Well yeah, he's basically well, he he's, basically he's had all of his scores taken from him because they couldn't, yes. they don't know what's what's valid and what's not yeah. valid at this point. He's verifiably a liar in terms of, like, so many record-keeping situations. Yeah. 
And, you know, talking about Todd Rogers, like, like, I don't know if it's too early to bring up Billy Mitchell, but this is another very interesting situation. No, I think it's, yeah, definitely we need to talk about (laughs) Billy Mitchell, too. Because uh, imagine becoming, like, famous. Okay, so if you don't know about Billy Mitchell, he's the guy who was in King of Kong. Um, He's the guy with the Donkey Kong world record numerous times, always beating it, etc. He actually became famous for being the first person to crash Pac-Man by getting a score so high that the game could no longer load fruit properly. So it's sort of called the death screen, or the whatever they call it. Kill screen. Kill screen, thank you. Um, So Billy Mitchell became famous and, you know, was invited to Japan by Namco and everything because of Pac-Man. But his main claim to fame is Donkey Kong, which recently um, his credentials are being tested and have been tested. Right. And just like Todd Rogers, he is blatantly denying any accusations that he um, performed on an emulator and not an actual arcade box. Right. So, yeah, the, the thing with Billy is people are claiming that he did it on an emulator. They went frame by frame in some of the video runs he submitted back mm-hmm. in, like, 2010 or so. And it's just plainly obvious that the way that the graphics load is the way that the emulator loads. It's not mm-hmm. the way an arcade cabinet loads. Yeah, an by, arcade cabinet frame. loads like a curtain. It pulls the loading screen across while an emulator loads it in blocks and pieces. And you can actually look at footage of, you know, his world records, his over million point scores, and see that it loads just like an emulator. And, like, there's no way to deny it. It's exactly the same yeah. loading screen as the most popular arcade emulator. Right. Yeah. And then... Yeah, and- I think... um like back you know i'm I'm sure he's had people criticize his records before same with todd rogers and i think they are, they've all gotten out of it by lying before since mm-hmm. there was really no way no way to you know prove they're wrong and now that there is ways to prove that their scores are invalid they kind of they they don't know what to do and they kind of revert to their old um their old habits even you know, though it's blatantly obvious i think one of the most interesting things that you know we haven't really touched on too deeply yet is the fact that you know both of these people were so ingrained in like you know within twin galaxies for instance they're like billy mitchell basically owned twin galaxies yeah like like he go ahead he's like the last person i would i would have expected to cheat Mm -hmm. like this Mm -hmm. and it's interesting because they're like they're old employees coming out and saying like oh he said like he'd ruin twin galaxies if right. we kept making these claims and like you know like i said earlier todd rogers ended up posting a lot of his scores and one of billy mitchell's records actually interestingly enough was verified by todd roger <laughs> yeah yeah that was the a coincidence only, the only verifying referee for that over one million i, I believe this was the one million six hundred thousand score um, the only verifier for that was Todd Rogers, and I just think that's it's very interesting that both of them had their hands so deeply ingrained in Twin Galaxies, and you know it seems like almost a plot to keep them afloat. Yeah, yeah, it's that, that's a good point. Yeah, like this, con- it's like it's really interesting to see that. 
Because I feel like Twin Galaxies is irrelevant now. Like, you don't, yeah. like, spe speedrunners don't post there. Speedrunners use speedrun.com mm -hmm. or Zelda runners use Zelda speedruns. But, you know, Twin Galaxies was the only site for the longest time. People used to send VHS recordings of their runs to them, VHS recordings of records on arcade boxes. And, you know, like Eric said earlier, referees were the only people who were able to confirm or deny these, like, records. Yeah, and it's really interesting also to me that like these these guys were not bad gamers at all they were amazingly no. skilled it's like they set some pretty amazing records back in the day like billy held the donkey kong record for 18 years yeah and the, billy accurately like that pac-man thing is recorded it actually happened right he was the first person to do it and his original uh 800k score in donkey kong was also a, like a live event so that was mm -hmm. clearly verified but it's just like the the ego their egos came got to their heads and allowed them to mm -hmm. not only want to be good gamers but the best gamers of all time and you know they just weren't so they just you know budget it and yeah and this brings us back to the fact that this is in fact a speedrunning podcast you know world record culture is so deeply ingrained in so many runners in so many communities like yeah. Oftentimes, like, let's say newer runners are so pressured into getting good quickly because, you know, world records, all so many people care about. You want to yeah. be the best. But really, like, is that what it's all about? Definitely not. Yeah. I mean, I, I got back into Running Mario Sunshine recently. Mm -hmm. And, you know, some of the first questions I got asked were, you know, are you going for world record? And I'm like, I, I really don't think so. I'm just running this, you know because I want to have fun, and some people can't really grasp that, which mm -hmm. is kind of disappointing. And yeah. while, yes, watching the grind for world record is amazing, it's, mm -hmm. um, you know, the fact that if you can't physically achieve world record, if you don't want to go through the effort to do that or to grind the game so hard, why do you want to go through the effort of making a near-perfect splice or a near-perfect fake run? Yeah, that's true. And like it's, it's a it's about as much if not more effort to make a fake run seem real yeah because a lot of games there's so many like factors you have to consider and red flags that show that a video like a video has been tampered with it's just more effort than it's worth a lot of the time to make a run that looks legitimate enough versus Especially, you know just yeah. working hard to actually get that that time that you faked especially with like older games and audio like the the like number one cue for a spliced run is usually like an audio discrepancy yeah like yeah, a lot of spot. yeah a lot of fake or discovered to be fake runs have been caught because of analyzing different parts of the audio when something seemed not right people will go in and analyze that in audacity or another you know sound program and find out that there's background noise or you know something that wasn't there previously yeah or, just, or jumps it, in volume or things like that it seems like so much effort like even billy mitchell's um donkey kong like the first million score the first time he hit over one million points there was no audio in the recording which yeah was like what a tip-off like why wasn't there audio hmm 
This day and age, no audio in a speed run or a high score attempt is extremely suspicious. And I switch. Yeah, if not, I'm not gonna. Allow. I'm not gonna. I don't think we should point out names, but I'm sure Switch. You remember a couple of years ago, a runner was ousted in the Luigi's Mansion community for splicing, and yep. the first flag was that his video had no audio. It's mm-hmm. like you need to include audio for things like this because it just makes it makes it so much easier to fake when you don't have the audio, and it's Definitely. not hard to include audio. Yeah. So when you don't That's have why... it, there's a, there's a big problem there. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I think a lot of games are now adopting a certain time. If you like, you can't submit a certain time if you don't have audio, which I think yeah. is a really good idea. Yeah, it is. There are certain runs that you have to like. You know, it's interesting because a lot of people complain about you know capture software. Capture software is expensive. Blah blah blah. I don't want to need. A, I don't want to have to need a video to post my time. But I mean. Even with videos, there's so much cheating. Like, how can you just believe splits? Anyone could split anything. Anyone could take splits off of splits.io. Um, it's it's very... Okay, for certain games, it's near impossible to accurately splice or cheat. But there are games where it's incredibly easy to fake a run. Ocarina of Time, any percent. It's very easy to fake a run. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a video on YouTube of someone... Um, He's like, okay, I'm going to make a fake speed run of Ocarina of Time any percent. And um, I'm going to make sure I'm going to go in and fix everything and edit, edit everything. And he posted it once and it got declined. And then he changed some things and he fixed the audio, posted it again, and it got accepted to wow. the leaderboards. Yeah. So, um, like, it's amazing how easy it can be to do that and you know it it really makes you think like how often does this happen in our own communities yeah how many times does it happen undetected like that it's not noticed at all Mm -hmm. it really makes you think yeah because then you have some obvious things like as soon as billy mitchell released the one million score people were instantly like hmm I want to look further into this, but it got accepted anyway because Twin Galaxies was like, oh, it's Billy Mitchell. He's verifiable. We got this. Um, But then there's, you know, situations like on Twitch, you have people streaming. And um, I'm not sure if you guys know about this, but there's actually um, a little while ago, there was a Yoshi's Island run that was streamed live. Yes. But it wasn't... um, it wasn't actually being played live. It was streamed live. It was during a marathon. And um, the player who was presumably playing it had actually tasked. He was he was nailing like frame perfect, incredibly difficult tricks throughout the run. There were a lot of other runners commentating him, um, basically popping off because he was succeeding at all these incredibly difficult, like movements and tricks and it was found to be you know um an emulated human-like task of yoshi's island that he presented as world record right because if if you guys if you you guys don't know like when you are in a marathon there's certain strategies that you just don't do because they're too Mm -hmm. risky and he wasn't picking any like marathon safe strats at all he was doing all the risky strats first try no problem and it's like it was impo- it was 
impossible really and yeah. even even during the commentary one of um one of the individuals commentating was like oh my god this isn't human this must be a taz <laughs> and he was kidding because he was just like you know so impressed with the person he was talking about but it's funny because it really was a taz you know how that guy uh got caught actually Mm, I, I don't know. I'm not there was sure. a separate run that he did where he also had a controller cam. He was so yeah, confident that he included a controller oh, cam that yeah. it really stupid. didn't line up frame by frame at certain <laughs> points. Yeah, he was holding right on the controller during a left input or something. Yeah, there was like a left input. He like turned left and back right again and then went left. Uh, and that first left wasn't even pressed at all. He was just mm -hmm. holding right the whole time. And there were some A presses that were, like, late. Yeah, I think I heard about that. I haven't actually seen the video. Yeah, it's like, that's the only thing you don't want to do is show controller cam. You're going to fake I mean, run. Like, I mean, I, don't fake run, but if you're going to. He was bold. He was like, no one's going to catch me. I got this. <laughs> it's just so much extra work. You have to line up your inputs. It's like... If you're gonna go through all that effort and then include something as stupid as having a controller cam, yeah, something to out you like that. Why? I don't yeah, know. It's just like just do the run. If you can do the inputs, mm. then you can just do the run. Exactly. It, it's it's just like putting the effort to actually do the run well. Yeah. And just going back to what we were saying earlier, like good speedrunners do it for fun. They don't do it to be the best. Some of them are the best just because of their skill, but it doesn't, you know, it's all about having fun in the end. Mm -hmm. It's about, you know, playing a game that you love in a different way. Yeah. Because that's what's really so interesting. The limits. Yeah. Really so interesting about, about, like, first seeing speedruns is seeing the games that you love being, like, broken and played in such ways that you never even imagined. Mm -hmm. It's testing the limits of, you know, the the game itself testing the limits of yourself your own skill how well you know the game it's yeah like growing as growing as a you know gamer and a person and you don't experience that if you're just taking shortcuts yeah mm -hmm. but as we were talking about that yoshi's island speed run you know the there was also like and this person actually like admitted it they admitted that wasn't legit and you know that's better than what todd rogers and billy yeah. mitchell are doing right. and complete complete and utter denial of um any wrongdoing um there's also like you know you've got a lot like lately especially people are really really grabbing onto the could this be spliced could this be faked could this be pre-recorded etc and or could this be a passable Taz, Taz being tool assistant speedrun. I don't know if we've mentioned that yet. I don't think but, we have mentioned that yet. Yeah but, yeah, but there are so many people who, you know, if they end up doing it, they're immediately like, oh yeah, yeah, you caught me. Um, there was a TTYD run a while ago that had a frame perfect jump um, getting up to a certain platform before one of the chapters, and um, a runner was caught um, his jump wasn't high enough, but he still made it. Huh. And, um, this runner is actually, like, I, like, like we're not going to mention names about speedrunners, you know, it is communities, but anyone listening to this who runs TTYD absolutely knows who I'm talking about. Um, this individual, um, was called out by Malio. Taz Malio is a Tazer of 
Paper Mario games. He's, um, you know, very knowledgeable of the game, very knowledgeable about everything that goes on, and a moderator of the boards. And he instantly called out this individual and said, this doesn't seem right. And the, the kid immediately was like, yeah, you're right. It was spliced. <laughs> like, instantly. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Instantly admitted it. So it's like, you know, if you're going to admit your wrongdoing, why would you do it? <laughs> like, why would you do it in the first place? Why are you doing this? Guess because they just think they can get away with it. And it's wild, too, because you've got communities as big as Super Mario 64, where three 16-star world records have been outed as spliced records. Yep. Three world records of 16-star have had to be, you know, removed from the leaderboards because they were spliced. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you're gonna do it, why do it in such a public way? Yeah, and there's also games that just you shouldn't try to splice because, like, for example, with Luigi's Mansion, another big flag of that run we were talking about earlier was that the number of pearls that the the runner had went down, which in mm-hmm. normal gameplay yeah. it can never happen. You can never lose pearls. And between two rooms, his pearl count went down, and that was an obvious sign that he was splicing. And there's a yeah. lot of games like that that have... Uh, like on screen, like visible, like indicators uh, mm-hmm. that you just have to keep track of, and there's just so many things to keep track of. It's like not even worth it. It's so yeah. Sort of as way. I mentioned, I speedrun Banjo Kazooie, and I was I was thinking to myself earlier. You know, I I could be wrong. There could be instances of someone splicing, but I feel like it'd be incredibly difficult to splice a collectathon like that. You've got things to notice, like your egg count's going to be different some runs, your feather count's going to be different some runs, because you did something slightly differently. Human error will change like how much health you have, how many eggs you have, how many feathers you have. All of that stuff. Mumbo tokens, you might have missed one, or you might have an extra. Um, plus, like you'd have to be so... Like the way the way enemies move, they'd have to be in the exact same place. It's just there's too many things to account for. I feel mm-hmm. like it's one of those runs that's just you know, if someone wanted to splice, it just probably wouldn't be worth it. Yeah. But you know, people do it even in runs that it's not worth it. Like Majora's Mask has the in-game clock, which is a dead giveaway, but people have spliced Majora's Mask. <laughs> really? I didn't even think yeah. people would try. Well, yeah. Um, I I believe that there's one semi uh, semi well known incidence of it happening. Uh, well, people are very driven by world records. They'll do. <laughs> people are driven by uh, you know getting those good times. Yeah. But again, it's like so much effort to go in, put your gameplay into video software, mess with the tabs until you've got near exact same RNG, near exact same frames, and just you know frame perfectly connect two or three clips together i mean you know you could just submit it as a segmented speed run <laughs> like that. yeah and try to understand why people do some things yeah all that just just for like a number a number on a website you know and reputation but i mean in the end it's not is it worth it yeah in the end getting caught could really screw with your career it could really screw with your viewership and you know your reputation as a runner maybe you were the top of your game and you were found to you know have been cheating like 
right now. Imagine all those people like they made a movie about Billy Mitchell and his yeah. Donkey Kong career. They made a film. He has fans. He's inspired people, I'm sure. And to be found to be cheating like that when you're that big of a figurehead in a community, it's just insane. What's what's the what's the goal there? Like there was actually a video um, of one of his records where they're supposedly switching. I know I'm jumping between topics, but where they're supposedly switching a like the board for a Donkey Kong game and a Donkey Kong Jr. game. Oh, I've seen but, this. But yes, but the board they're switching, it's Donkey Kong Jr. both times. Mm -hmm. Like, the boards look different for Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong Jr., but they show the Donkey Kong Jr. board as the one they take out and the one they put back in. And this was supposedly evidence that he played on an actual arcade box for the Donkey Kong record and the following Donkey Kong Jr. record. It's like to go through so much effort just to lie, like <laughs> if you're lying, at least use the right like words, you know? Yeah. It's like people know these things. There are people who are experts in arcade boxes. There are people who are experts in speedruns, actual glitch hunters, tassers, um, people who try to test the limits of a game using technology and admit to it. Um that's fascinating, very difficult work, but why would you use something like that? Like, I don't know, to, to make tasking look bad. Yeah. Your, your point before about, you know, people's careers being ruined mm -hmm. by splicing kind of, kind of made me think of a counterexample. I'm sure you guys know our white goose. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm, um, I'm sure some of you guys know this, but earlier on in his speedrunning career, uh, it was he, a golden eye, yeah. Yeah, gold, golden eye 007. He, he's a current runner for that. He's been running for a while. Um, he's, you know, a big figurehead in the speedrunning community, but not a lot of people know that actually at the beginning of his career, he did splice. Was it splicing? Yeah. Yeah, he spliced a, a run and he managed to recover from that. And I mean, well, it's not. Well, he also owned up to it. Yeah, he, he admitted to it like right away and he learned from his mistakes and now he is. Now actively, he calls out splicers, yeah. Yeah, he is actively searching for, you know, cheated speedruns, and he talks about them on his YouTube channel, so I that's think, pretty I, I think everybody, you know, I'm not going to say everybody does it, but there's some people who will make the mistake and, and learn from the mistake right away. And, and mm -hmm. I think... That TTYD runner I was talking about also, who immediately was like, oh, yeah, I did that, sorry. Like, I'm guessing, you know, it's like... You learn from your mistake, I guess, but if you did it to begin with, I guess you're just sorry you got caught. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Like, do you give them a second chance once you've seen what they're, what they, what they're capable of, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I like, our like white goose is so well there's... known. Like, that's a very, very specific situation in which I feel like he ended up okay despite that. But, I feel like most people, it's like, I don't know, do you give them a second chance in the community, or do you become a community pariah? I guess it's just entirely situational. Like, it really depends so. on, on how quickly they admit to it, how badly How they badly cheated. they cheated, and how often. And, like, one, yeah. Like, one of the most famous early Ocarina of Time speedrunners 
was found um was found to be cheating like like at a pretty high point in his career he was like really well known he was one of the best it was in like 2004 or something it was like really early days and um it's just like amazing that someone who actually like i'm pretty sure he actually had legitimate good runs and then he started like calling segmented runs single segment which you know is is splicing but like why why couldn't he just keep saying these were segmented runs that's that's the interesting part like it's about wording like if you if you say it's a single segment run it should be single segment but if you say it's like segmented i guess you're not really cheating because you're admitting that it's in segments yeah because people used to like for context on the segmented runs people used to for really long speed runs um they do part of the run and record that and then they'd switch the vhs tape for the next part of the run mm -hmm. or they'd um you know, save the file for an early part and then submit the later part in a different file because, you know, it was so much memory. Yeah. Yeah, and now they're pretty much, uh, segmented speeders are pretty much gone altogether. Yeah. You won't find any competitive, you know, segmented categories. Right, even the longest speed runs that we know of that or are like are like multiple yeah. days of being awake playing the game Digi are single Digimon segment. Digimon World Three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. I just like I, I really want to figure out like what leads somebody to do that because a lot of people aren't even like it's not even top of the leaderboard that are spliced. It's like somewhere within like, like a middle chunk of the leaderboards that are found to be cheated. It's like, what's your aim? If you're not going for glory, like, what are you doing? I guess the goal is to not look too good, like suspiciously good, mm -hmm. but just be yeah. like a, a good speed runner. Yeah, I'd say most be. of them. Most of them are probably like somewhere between fifteenth place and fortieth place on the leaderboards. Maybe mm -hmm. I think I read mm -hmm. that statistic somewhere. But it's just like maybe you're more undercover if you don't post the top time. Definitely true. Um, essentially, like with just posting, you know, a splice run lower on the leaderboards makes someone better. Like, does it excuse it more? Do you guys think? Because I mean, no, you're still no, cheating. Yeah. You're still saying like, you did it. In my eyes, it's kind of worse because, like, what, like, if you're willing to splice for like just an average time, like, what would you be willing to do for the world record? You know, right? It's yeah. like even more effort to make a run that's just average and yeah, fake. Yeah, it's it's a confusing like mentality. Like, if you try to. Like, I don't know, if you try to look into the mind of someone, like, for instance, with these famous, these famous gamers we've been discussing, Todd and Billy Mitchell, um, you've got glory, you've got fame, you've got a reputation on your shoulders, you have always been and would like to always be the best at what you do. You'd like to remain well known. And, you know, these guys started pretty young. They started in the 80s. And yeah a lot of the things that they did were probably absolutely accurate world record right scores. at least at and the then, beginning 
Yeah, and then, like, apparently a lot. Like, it's not just Dragster, but a lot of Todd Rogers' runs have been debunked or been considered impossible mm-hmm. or been considered very unlikely or, you know, um, task-level or machine-only possible to achieve. And, you know, he mentioned something like, well, you know, you go through a machine and you do all these tests, but it doesn't account for actual, like, human experience. (laughs) And I think that that's one of the funniest quotes, because, you know, you're sitting here, like, you're talking about human experience. (laughs) Yeah. And and you're not. You're forging a number on a leaderboard in order to preserve, you know, maybe to make yourself look better to hold on to some glory that might be you know going away because the games are so different nowadays or he's right about one thing the computer's not considering the possibility of cheating (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, computers don't lie Mm, mm, so true but since we're back on the on true (laughs) since we're back on the topic of todd and, and billy it also made me think what is now like the longest unbeaten record because when you think about it speedruns aren't made to last like they're made to be beaten yeah, yeah so if there's a long being pushed further if there's a long standing speedrunner record like there's probably a good reason like a bad reason for that yeah. you know i think mm-hmm. i think you probably find that in the golden 007 like we talked about before like those, some of those records are I remember, I think earlier, I think it was 2017, a, like a 15-year-long record was just beaten. Mm-hmm. Like, it may mm-hmm. seem crazy, but the way the way GoldenEye speedrunning works is they do certain, like, small levels. And those yeah. levels can maybe be, like, as little as 30 seconds. So if you, like, achieve a near-perfect run, even if someone gets a better run, they may have the same time as you. So mm-hmm. a record could stand unbeaten for, a, like, a decade or decades. So yeah. it's probably, like where the biggest like the longest unbeaten records stand i bet that, that's true yeah. of doom too because uh like yeah some of the first speed runs ever were actually in doom believe it or not and uh interesting some speed runs um of like the first level uh have been unbroken for like 20 since, since 1997 really uh, Why just because that? the very first level of doom is like it's the first thing you play so like people when this when the whole speed running craze started for doom that's the first thing that people did and once the perfect run was achieved you know there was no beating it like in 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 doom at least you could just run through the whole level at top speed and not stop and reach the exit so there's a finite limit on how fast you could do it yep yeah it's not like you know mario 64 or not necessarily mario 64 but I guess games like that where, you know, many people have played the first level, but there's so many ways to optimize it. Like Doom and I think GoldenEye Golden 007 are like so linear that there's not really much optimizing Right, to do. it's very linear, similar to a platformer like Super Mario Brothers. Like mm-hmm. the and Super Mario Darby Brothers and, record. And is... yet Darby and Keats doing it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that record's still being beaten, but by, <laughs> by, by literal frames. frames at a time. So yeah. it's almost perfect. Um, I won't say that there aren't strategies that are, haven't been discovered yet, but it's more or less cast perfect at this point. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, it's, it's very Wait, actually, I, I, that, uh, I just remembered, I think Cosmic recently beat his Darbian's record. Yeah, oh. yeah. That's true. Darbian recently lost his world record. To, uh, oh, man. Yeah, it's just, 
but like you know by point yeah, I think by, by, by hundreds frames. of a second you know yeah, yeah a few frames it's just it's wild how even games like that are being tested still games that are you know decades old simple are still games. being pushed yeah, yeah. Yeah, very simple linear games still have things that you can do to go faster to break the limits. Games like Donkey Kong and Pac-Man that have kill screens, a, f a finite limit to how much you can play the game, still having high scores set. Mm-hmm. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting when you think, you know, how long will we continue optimizing these games, you know? Is there, is there a limit to if people will lose interest? I've thought about this a lot. Me too, because, yeah, it's either people lose interest or literally the perfect run is achieved and they can never be beaten. Yeah. I mean, we can basically thank Glitch Hunters for, you know, games still being alive. Like, yeah. Glitch Hunters and, you know, basic movement optimization. I think one of the things people overlook in 3D platformers especially is that, you know... The difference between someone in, say, 70th place in a run and first place in a run isn't always the tricks. Like, the tricks anyone can do. It's about perfect optimization and, like, intimate knowledge of the game. Yeah. Yeah, you see people, like, minutes back from the world record doing insane stuff, and you're like, whoa, like, how, how are they so far back? You know, they must fail mm -hmm. these tricks a lot. That's what I think a lot. But it's really just the smaller it's movements. It's really just, like, you know... Frame perfect movements, knowing the game and <laughs> straight lines, quite frankly. Like, I think someone asked me the other day in my chat, like, I was, I've been PBing a lot in Banjo Kazooie recently just because I've been playing a lot. You know, you improve as you play. Um, someone asked me, they're like, it was someone who hadn't watched much speedrunning before, and he's like, I've never seen this game played so well. How are you doing this? Like, <laughs> It's unbelievable, and so I'm shitty. like, I'm like, well, man, I gotta tell you, cause I'm like, I'm like 68th on the leaderboard, man. Like, yeah, yeah. Go that. up the list, and you will be mind blown even further. Last, yeah. last Friday, I was hanging out with a friend, and, and like, I was, he wanted, he was been like interested in speed running for a few years, but never actually like ran anything. So I yeah. went over his place, and I played Luigi's Mansion. <laughs> I did. I did a, a speed run of sorts. Like I used the speed run route and strats, but it was very slow. Like it would not have set any records. Trust me. Um, and he was just like, and he was just like, oh my god, I've never seen this before. This is amazing. Yeah. And that's just the thing that makes cheating so. Like I, I don't want to say fascinating because it's bad, but it's fascinating. Like people are impressed by you know, dedication to the game. So why would you go out of your way to, like, you know, undermine that dedication in order to, yeah, you know, seem seem more dedicated without actually being dedicated? It's, yeah. It's such a fascinating mindset to me. Yeah. I would rather watch someone grind for world record for, like, half a year without getting it, you know, rather than someone get it, like, three days using... Like, I would, I want to see that dedication just as a viewer. Yeah, because mm. not even as a viewer, but as a runner, it just feels good to make progress. Absolutely. Yeah. There's, um, there's a Mario 64 runner who's been, um, you know, streaming almost every day for, like, like, I don't know if you guys knew this, but Sig Lemic, the former world record holder, used to stream for 
upwards of 12 hours a day. Mm -hmm. Um, Super Mario 64, just constantly improving, constantly playing, never doing anything else. And, you know, he was basically the top of the top for the longest time. Um, And then Punkation bopped him out of nowhere. And now now it's cheese and Punkay. And it's, it's just, it's crazy how much dedication people put into this. But there is a runner who, you know... Um, he's not quite as big as these guys and he's not quite as good as these guys, but he always like, he has this title that says road to world record, Super Mario yeah. 64, 70 star speed runs. And just watching him improve every single day is so fascinating. Mm-hmm. Like this man is dedicated. This is what speedrunning is all about. It's about mm-hmm. the grind. Yeah. Like in some cases I really couldn't, oh, I wouldn't care if they were like half an hour off world record or just a minute. It's just like the the work they put in. Yeah, and you know, you saw it with Siglemic, like like twelve hour streams, like 10, 10, 12 hour streams almost every day. Like people watched that. He was the top of Twitch back then. Mm-hmm. He, you know, I he, mean, he was for years. Siglemic yeah. was. I mean, even today, like people compare SM sixty four top runners to Siglemic. <laughs> yeah, like he set a legacy. And, yeah, you know, you you look at other other top runners games let's see zfg and ocarina of time the amount of effort and intimate knowledge of zelda ocarina of time that zfg has is just unfathomable to me like he's been at the top of the game for years just like you know stivity bobo with banjo kazooie it's like sometimes you have a person who just grinds and grinds and grinds and deserves it like they deserve those top times. It's insane. And I mean, this is kind of teetering on being in between like an old school gamer and a new school gamer. But uh, in Super Smash Brothers Melee, there's Ken, who was like, mm, yeah, who was considered ten years ago to be like the god of Super Smash Brothers Melee. It's just the stuff that he knows about the game is so amazing, and the like the techniques that he can pull off is just incredible. And people will probably always consider him the best player, even if there are players that are better than him now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same with like Isai, uh, Isaiah, I think it is, for um, uh, Smash Bros. 64. Like, you know, when he goes to the tournament, even though he's not even, I don't think, like, I think he can win tournaments, but he's not, you know, what he was before. He used to be the top uh, Smash Bros. 64 player for like years, and he, no one could touch him. Like, people still view him as the best, even if, you know, he gets beaten regularly. Mm-hmm. There's just There's just something about like years of the grind, years of knowledge, years of looking into it, years of practice that really make people stand out. And, you know, it's it's funny that, you know, this whole discussion's been yeah, about Yeah, it really brings it cheating. back around to Todd and Billy, though, too, doesn't it? it does, yeah. mm-hmm. Years of experience, years, years of, of reputation. Yeah. And, and you really want to think, like, is it, you know the fear of losing that glory is it the fear of becoming irrelevant that drove them maybe hmm. uh maybe boredom like maybe he was just tired of you know being on the top so maybe he just felt like he could get away with anything that's a that's an interesting <laughs> way to look at it like how much mm-hmm. how far could i push the envelope before i get caught yeah yeah that and like you know being so intertwined with twin galaxies both of them like they had all the tools that they needed in order to get away with it. And people are still calling them out. Yeah. 
I remember the first time I heard about Billy Mitchell, I was just like, man, this guy seems like a douche. (laughs) (laughs) He really does come off that way. (laughs) He's just, you know, and I don't mean that necessarily in like an insulting way. It's just he knows he's good. And he is. But to be that good and still cheat and still lie about it is silly. Yeah. Like, yeah, throwing away like years of work just with you know poor judgment. Mm -hmm. Like, why? Yeah, you have the skill. Why toss the reputation aside to you know lie and be found out? It's just sort of sort of goofy. Yeah, it is goofy. That and like you know he will only interview with people who are fans of him. Yeah. Like when people kiss his ass. Yeah. People (laughs) who come out, like you will only interview about like these accusations with people who are on his side. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, at some point you've, you've almost got to give like, I, I don't know. I just, I can't, I can't comprehend that mentality. Yeah. It's hard to imagine. Being in his position, acting like that. Yeah, and the fact that, like, Todd's been publicly shamed so many times, and yet he keeps lying. Yeah. Like, Billy Mitchell, okay, yeah, he probably used an emulator, he probably used save states to get the perfect game, but at least one of his amazing scores is accurate, is legitimate, and, you know... I feel like the Todd Rogers thing is almost more sketchy just because it's so many games and I feel like so many of them are just un unfathomable times. Like what was he thinking? I don't know. It's I mean, I'm really glad they're they banned him uh, both yeah, these times. Um, for sure. And also is this is this accurate? Because I, I read this. The guy who verified most of Todd Rogers' times is in prison for, like, pedophilia? Is that true? Oh my gosh. I actually didn't hear about that. I don't know if that's true or not. Because I read that and I was like, whoa. That <laughs> like, be, that's a be pretty interesting fact. That like, it's true. completely irrelevant. It has nothing to do with the scores. It has nothing to do with the faking. But I was just like, whoa. Like, the only person you could talk to about whether or not these are true is in jail for something so disgusting. I mean, given the con- conspiracy surrounding all this stuff, I wouldn't be surprised. But I also wouldn't be surprised if that was just uh, some made-up just detail. more fodder, yeah. yeah. Alright, well, we're, uh, we're approaching an hour here, so I think we're just going to start wrapping up. Well, that flew yeah. by. It really <laughs> did fly by. by. Wow. We, we, we are uh, talkers. <laughs> we are talkers. We got talk about a lot of controversy, a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's pretty much all I wanted to, to cover today. So, um, I don't know when we're going to do another one of these episodes, but I'd definitely love to do another one. I would love to as well. This was fun. Uh, yeah. There's so we... much, so much stuff to talk about. Yeah. Let's get a guest. Let's get a guest. Let's get another guest next time. But yeah. So thank you guys who listened. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. And if you have any feedback or anything, you could always, uh, contact, um, contact me on Twitter or on Twitch. You could, uh, whisper me whatever you want to do and, uh, just, Give me some feedback. Let me know what you think. Awesome. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you. Have a good night or day or whatever you're doing. Bye, guys. Bye.